From Nashville, Tennessee, Southwestern Family of Companies welcomes you to the Action Catalyst. Each week, we share insights and inspiration for movers and shakers in the world of business. Our goal is to help you increase your self-discipline, overcome procrastination, and help you to take action on all the things that really matter. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a Life Story Special Edition episode here of the Action Catalyst podcast. So excited to have you. These are real life stories from real life people. So one thing to know up front is because these are real people, they don't uh, have sound studios and big fancy mics and equipment. So we do these interviews over the phone. So the the sound quality is a a little bit less, but you can still hear it clearly and audibly. Um, But it's not really about the quality of the sound, right? It's about the quality of the story. And today is a great one about how do you find your life purpose? And we have a great story about someone who was struggling with it and the impacts they were experiencing in their life. And then a very practical um, process that you can go through. And at the end, we really sum this up in terms of the five characteristics of a great purpose. So uh, make sure you tweet at us at uh, hashtag AC podcast for Action Catalyst podcast. We want to hear your thoughts and your feedback because today is a powerful episode from a real life person. And I think that if you you spend the time here, you're going to walk away with something that's going to help you to live more and more on purpose. It's a great episode. We'll get started just after this message. This episode is sponsored by Southwestern Coaching. Southwestern Coaching has helped over 11,000 people increase their incomes by over 25% on average. As a successful salesperson, you know the importance of increasing your sales, but sometimes you might just need a little extra push and accountability to meet your goals and grow your business. Southwestern Coaching will help you increase your income through one-on-one sales and leadership coaching tailored specifically to your needs. Together, we will elevate sales. To schedule your free one-on-one business action planning session with a Southwestern Coach, go to www.southwesternconsulting.com forward slash action catalyst. My friends, it is time for another special edition here on the Action Catalyst podcast. It's Life Story Day, and this is where we get real-life people who are real-life movers and shakers in the world of business, just like you, that we've had an opportunity to get to know through one-on-one coaching and to talk about some of the transformations that are happening in their life. And they have been some of the the best um, received shows by you. And so we continue to do them here every once in a while. And today is going to be no different. I am, You're going to hear the story of Tom Merritt, who works with a company uh, called Summit Funding up in Chicago. And uh, his coach, Steve Reiner, who's one of my business partners and just an absolute stud. He is the co-author of Navigate 2.0, uh, Uh, selling the way that people like to buy. And we are just excited to have the two of them here to talk a little bit about Tom's real life story. So guys, welcome. Thank you. So Tom, give us a little bit of a a background. So tell us just, uh, you know, a little bit about yourself and your, and your, you know, what you do every day. Sure. No, I am a, a transplant to Chicago. I grew up in Ohio. I uh, went to university in in, uh, in Ohio as well. I moved here out of college and um, was fortunate enough to uh, have some great friends that introduced me to my now beautiful bride. Um, we've been married almost 14 years and 
um, got two little boys, uh, seven and six, and they are, uh, you know, basically keep us busy, uh, all day, uh, big into the sports and, uh, well, pretty much anything and everything else. But, uh, I got into the mortgage business, uh, back in 2002, um, came out of a corporate lifestyle and went into the originating or the sales side of things. And, uh, you know, kind of experienced what anybody and everybody would experience as a brand new salesperson learning an industry. And it took a little while to build, but I've been fortunate, fortunate enough through, um, you know, networks and uh, a little bit of drive and, uh, you know, good people to be able to continue to exceed and grow uh, year over year. And uh, got to the point where I eventually hired a team and was able to kind of leverage a little bit through that team to the point where about three and almost three and a half years ago, opened my own branch um, and uh, have kind of grown it. I oversee the day-to-day on the ops side, the day-to-day on the sales. We've got some salespeople that work for us and then obviously still have my personal production team going. So uh, continue to grow year over year and uh, looking to continue to do so. That's awesome. And so how many people all in at the branch? So right now we have 12. Um, got okay. uh, three on my personal team. We've got three other salespeople and then some kind of ops for the branch. Gotcha. Okay. And how did you, so how did you first learn about Southwestern Consulting? Like how did we show up on your radar? Sure. Um, so as I'm sure you can imagine with uh, balancing of uh, a few different roles uh, within the, the company and uh, with two young children at home, uh, time is a premium. And I, I quite honestly, I'm very much a pleaser and uh, really uh, it kind of came to not an end point by any means, but really came to a head about a year and a half ago uh, in the sense that I was just really trying to, I felt, uh, please everybody and what their expectations were in life. And um, I felt like I was failing miserably, uh, quite honestly, in anything and everything that I tried to do. Being a very uh, driven type of personality and very result oriented, um, I was never able to focus on any one thing enough to get to the result or get to where I wanted to necessarily be because I felt that I was uh, either being pulled in too many directions or not quite um, living up to each one of the uh, the goals or the things set forth by the individual. And um, I have a couple of really close friends that I've made, uh, you know, just along uh, with the, in business that um, introduced me to Steve. And, um, you know, they talked about, they understood what I was going through. They're in very similar positions to what I was in. Uh, and they said, you should talk to Steve. And we, we were set up and, uh, you know, been, I guess, almost a year and a half now since then. And uh, we've been coaching almost since day one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, Steve, so, so tell me, like, what did, you, what did you first think when you, you know, when you, when you met Tom or you talked to him the first time? Like, what were some of your first impressions? Well, I'd say the first thing that stuck out was Tom was just like an incredibly humble person. And uh, just all of his goals just centered around just serving other people. Like when I asked him, like, what his goals are, he talked about he wants to provide for his family. You know, he wants to um, provide a great place at work for people to come or people are excited. Um, just a place where he could help them with their living and, and to be able to provide for their families. And so I just I just felt like, you know, here's someone who just is just embracing humility, totally focused on others, 
not thinking about himself, just a really caring individual. That was a uh, that was probably my my biggest first impression. Mm-hmm. And so, what was it, Tom? Then what happened then when you were talking to Steve that you kind of decided, you know what, I I I think. I think I, I think I want to go for this. I think I want to get a coach. And, and uh, like you said, that's been about so 15 months now. What was the thing that sort of pushed you over the edge and said, I, th- I think I'm going to give this a shot? So, you know, Steve really, uh, you know, our first call even just really dug in and really kind of got to my core to a certain extent. I remember telling him a little bit about what I felt and what I was going through and Gosh, I mean, I may have even broken down a couple times, but it was one of those things that, um, you know, he really got me to open up a little bit. And, and then he would ask me some probing questions and, um, you know, why are you doing this? Kind of what's your, you know, why do you feel you always have to please these people? You know, just really digging and really digging in. And he, you know, he kind of got me to the point where he provided, well, what if we could, you know, help you in this area or what if we could help you set your, you know, doing what Tom wants to do or, you know, take some of that pressure and that stress off. So what was that? Like, what was that? What was, what was it that you were going through? Like what, what was the challenge that you were, were you, that you were facing that he was kind of tapping into? Like, take us back to kind of that time. Yeah. So I think it was twofold, really. It was really trying to like really me feeling like I was letting people down and really not hitting things for these other people as opposed to myself. And so one, obviously digging into what my purpose or my why was, um, you know, why was that important to me? Why, you know, what, what are you trying to do and how are you trying to get there? So, so hold on. So before you tell me, cause I want to hear, I, I want to hear about the, I want to hear about that part. But so when you say you feel like letting people down, like who were you letting down and how were you, how were you letting them down? <laughs> you know, again, I feel like everybody to a certain extent. So my wife, I felt like I was letting down because I was working all sorts of hours trying to get this business, uh, this branch up and running. Um, I was letting down my kids because I wasn't spending the time that I, you know, I took this job. One of the number one reasons I took this job at being in sales was so that I could, when I got to that point of having children, I could take Friday afternoon to go and see their hockey games or soccer games or to spend the time and really be there for my kids. Mm -hmm. And, it wasn't. I, I felt like I was. I I couldn't. I felt I was letting them down in terms of quality time. I felt I was letting my branch down, my sales guys down. We weren't uh, my my corporate, you know, because we were were a subsidiary because we weren't hitting the numbers we were supposed to, you know, our turn times weren't where they. So literally, almost every single person in my life that meant something, I felt as though I was letting down in one way or another because I wasn't hitting some type of you know, thing that they had expectations or goals set for me. Mm. And so what, how were you, so how did that, like, how were you feeling then in those days? Like what, what were some of the thoughts that you were having or going through? Like uh, when you realized, Hey, I'm not spending time at home with, I'm not with the kids. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm supporting my team. Uh, was it, was it kind of like pressure that you were feeling or guilt or oh, yeah. like sadness? What was going on? <laughs> All of the above. Um, <laughs> you know, quite honestly, I felt just enormous pressure. Um, I felt, 
whether it be helplessness or hopelessness, like I, like I, I almost want to say depression. Like I just, I couldn't, no matter what I did, wasn't good enough Hmm. and didn't matter how hard I worked. I could work really hard in one area and yes, it would get better, but it would almost take away from other areas that I, or at least I would feel that or perceive that. And so it was just really overwhelming. And I was, I mean, to a certain extent, I felt like I was at a breaking point and not that I know what that meant, but you know, it was that, quitting the business or is it giving up the branch or is it, uh, you know, just going off on my own with my team and just doing personal production instead of trying to run the branch, you know, because I I was really at a loss. I didn't know what, (laughs) I didn't know what to do. It was just really frustrating and, uh, yeah, sad, helpless, angry, frustrated, you know, kind of all those types of names or words. Mm -hmm. And so Steve, did you, did you notice that right away? Yeah, I just noticed that he just like, really wanted to please so badly that um, he could never do enough, and it just seemed like he was he was working for all the all these other people, but he didn't really have like a purpose that really drove him. It was really just trying to please everybody else. Hmm. And so that's so when you first heard him, Steve. So when you started talking to to, to Tom, like as, as soon as you got started. You was that your first? In, that was your first instinct to go. Hey, he's really struggling. He doesn't. He in terms of a lack of purpose. In terms of he doesn't have clarity about what is really important to him. Is that kind of what you saw? Yeah, I just kind of felt like Tom was trying to solve the problem by acting differently, and um, you know, getting different results by having different behaviors, but I kind of felt like it was really forced. It didn't feel authentic. It didn't seem sustainable. And so I just kind of felt like if we could help Tom to uncover his why, his purpose, his mission for why he comes to work and and what he's committed to doing and um, getting that passion back, I felt like once we had that foundation, then I felt like his actions would, would become a natural byproduct of that purpose. So it was really kind of, um, I think, important for me to really focus on that initially, because, you know, as we say, when you understand your why, you'll figure out the how. So that was really kind of the first step. Okay, Steve. So there there you are. So you're listening to Tom and you have you have this sort of insight and you go, you know what? This doesn't sound like somebody who's struggling with their behavior so much as they're struggling with who they're being they're 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 trying to find a purpose and i wanted to ask you about that because i know you're like you know on our team you're like the go-to guy on purpose and vision and and but but i think people struggle with purpose because i think they 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 don't know what is like what is purpose you know how do you find one do you need one like what is that what does that really mean and so can you kind of unpack that for us like what what really is purpose yeah, I mean, if you think about it this way, your purpose is your mission for how you want to invest your life. It's the cause. It's, it's why you get out of bed in the morning and do the things that you do. And see, the reason why this, this is so important is because if, if you don't have a, a purpose that's guiding you, then you're going to just focus on getting certain results and doing certain activities. And uh, you're going to feel like you're on a treadmill. 
and when you hit the wall, you're just going to get stuck there. However, when you've got a compelling purpose that's driving you, you're going to have tremendous energy, and you're going to be excited about going to work every day because you're working towards a, a purpose that's bigger than yourself. So that way, when you hit the wall, you're going to figure out a way to get under, over, around, or right through it. And the reason why is because your purpose is bigger than the obstacle. And so having a purpose that really guides you is going to enable you to, you know, um, just have more energy, more passion. It's really going to become your GPS for how you're committed to living. Ultimately, your purpose involves the person that you desire to be and the impact that you desire to have. And that's going to stretch you and it's going to give you a reason to get out of bed and, and go to work. Mm. So, so the characteristics of it then are you're saying it has something to do it's it's more about the person you want to be and the impacts you want to have and less about the results that you're trying to achieve or it's just there's results there too they're just more in alignment with what the purpose is and they're not just you know seeking results for the sake of seeking results yeah the interesting thing is the more you focus on your results the less results you get. The, the more you focus on your purpose, the more results you get, but the, f- the results are no longer the focus. It's the byproduct. It, it's the fruit of living on purpose. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It does. It does. Okay, so Tom, so, let's, so, so that's a big idea, right, is to go, okay, and instead of pursuing just results, I'm going to, to focus on identifying some purpose that's driving me and letting the results become the byproduct of that. So, so what did you, so what did you do? So how did, like, what did you guys, like, what did you come up with or what process did you go through and how did you, how did you land on that? You know, for me in working with Steve, I think it was really twofold. Um, It was really trying to determine and come up with what my, heart or my inner why I was doing or what my why was, I guess, what, you know, really trying to dig down and really, um, you know, establish that. Why Why do I act the way I am? Why am I, you know, uh, driven the way that I'm driven? What am I really trying to accomplish? What gets me out of the bed in the morning? What are my, you know, goals? But before I could do that, to be honest with you, I think the big thing that really helped, because we started to get in right at it, but I was still really stressed, is um, he really helped me understand that, listen, things are going to happen the way they're going to happen. And it's not going to be the end of the world. And so really helping me first and foremost uh, understand that, you know, there is a higher power out there. There is a set path to a certain extent and just have trust in that path. You got to keep your work and you have to keep doing what you need to do, but don't get so stressed out on a day-to-day basis. As long as you're putting in that effort and you're putting in that work, it will get to where you need to be. And once I could get kind of relaxed to a certain extent with, listen, I'm not in control. I can't control the outcome necessarily. I can only put in the widgets or the work or whatever it is. Then I could truly kind of work on why am I doing what I'm doing? And then uh, we were able to, I think, have a little bit of a breakthrough because I wasn't so concerned about all the outside noise and could focus more on what the inside and the passion and what was really driving me. Hmm. So basically there was a, there was a level of stress there with kind of you trying to 
be in charge, be in control of what was happening and, and then, and somewhat of letting go to just being open to what's going to show up and just be able to say, I'm going to, I'm going to be comfortable with operating inside this set of boundaries and then letting the results show up that are going to show up and I'm going to be okay with those and trust that it's going to work out. Is that kind of capture what you're saying? It is. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and so, so Steve, is that kind of how you remember it too? Kind of along the, the lines there of, of going, uh, Hey, we need to first, we need to first let go. We need to first kind of release trying to control everything, focus on and, 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 once we got past that, then things started to happen? Yeah, what I've found in my work with clients over the years is the biggest reason why we have anxiety and fear is when we try to control things that we can't control. And so um, Tom was basing his identity and his sense of self-worth on his results and pleasing people and what people thought about him. And those are two examples of things you can't control. And so what we decided to go after is focus on what are the things that you can control. And one of the things that you can definitely control is your purpose. Um, because it's no longer about you. It's about serving others. And because that's something that you can control, that's something that can give you more peace of mind and, and confidence. And so once we focus on that purpose, then it was like the results just kind of showed up. And um, it, it got, got Tom into more of that fearless, peaceful state, just knowing that um, he no longer should base his confidence on things he can't control, like his results and what people think about him, but really his confidence should come from what he can control, which is all about living out of his purpose and his attitude and his effort. Mm-hmm. And so, Tom, was it an immediate difference? Like, as soon as you, like, what did you guys, what did you, like, speaking very specifically, was your purpose like a statement? Was it a paragraph? Like, was it a sentence? Or what, like, what was it? Well, it didn't happen immediately. It took me some time, and we had to revisit because we tried to dig in right away, but for me, I couldn't get past the just letting things go type thing. So we really worked on that for a little bit and kind of dug into it. But once we did get to the point, okay, I've taken a deep breath. I'm kind of I'm at peace with where things go. I know it'll work out. Then we kind of dug into it, and, you know, whether it was through, you know, why are you doing what you're doing? What drives you? What is really the big you know, driver behind things, it actually kind of came fairly easy and it wasn't a big long paragraph. It was more of just a, it is more of just a, a sentence and it's pretty crisp and complete for me, um, you know, once all the dust settled at the end of the day. And so how do you, how does that show up in your life? Like that sentence as an example, like what do you, how do you refer to it? How often do you refer to it? When do you refer to it? Like what, what is, what is the execution of that or the application of that look like? Uh, it, it services itself every day in anything and everything that I do. Um, you know, it's, you know, one of those things that I refer back to, uh, you know, whether it's in talking with clients, whether it's when I get up in the morning um, and just think about what I have ahead, um, it's, it, it shows up in, you know, 
whether it be day to day or even specific instances. And um, you know, my you know what it is, it's, it's to equip people with the confidence, resources, and support to transform their goals into reality. And it really applies whether it be in helping my boys uh, at school, helping my boys in sports and playing with them, you know, helping my clients achieve home ownership, helping my realtors, uh, you know, build their business or grow, you know, coaching my salespeople and helping them reach new levels. I mean, that is what drives me and that is what essentially, uh, you know, gets me out of bed every day. And I can apply that to anything and everything that I do on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. And so, Steve, talk to us a little bit about the process of, of coming to that sentence. What what does that structure look like? I mean, obviously, you know, some of this is pretty deep stuff in terms of, you know, it, this is why you have a coach is to go to go to go through this. And, and we walk we walk this road with clients all all the time, all day, literally thousands of people. Right. But what give us a little bit about if, if somebody's listening, like what what are some of the things they could do to kind of start on this journey? Yeah, there's certain criteria that you want to um, follow when you're trying to uncover your purpose. And for a long time, um, I would say that it doesn't really matter what your purpose is as long as your purpose really um, energizes you. But what I've learned over the years after coaching for so long and seeing the results that clients have gotten, what I've realized is there is a right and a wrong purpose. And what I would say is if your purpose is not grounded in serving others, then it's a weak and shallow purpose and it's not going to sustain you because I believe that's the way we, we were made. We were wired to serve and, uh, and make a difference. So number one, your purpose should really be grounded in, surface, in service. It's about having a purpose that's bigger than ourselves. Um, and then from there, your purpose has got to be unconditional. Just kind of like what Tom said, his purpose is not just um, geared towards the mortgage industry. It's what he does all day, every day, no matter who he's with. And so it should be something that you're willing to live out in all endeavors, regardless of what you get back in return. You see, that's what makes you fearless. Because, again, fear comes from trying to control things you can't control. And so if you're living out of your purpose, regardless of what you get back in return, it becomes unconditional. And that's what gives you confidence. That's something that you can do and focus on every day. Uh, Next, your purpose should encompass the person that you want to be and the impact that you desire to have. So the person that you want to be and the impact that you desire to have. Uh, Finally, it should be a a statement that stretches you and inspires you to live it out. And so it shouldn't be just something that you do on a regular basis and you don't even have to think about it. It should be something that just gets you excited to get out of bed and and go to work and, and grow into this person. So it should stretch you and inspire you every day. Every word should inspire you to um, work towards this, this purpose. And finally, um, your purpose statement should encompass your new definition of success. It should become your new definition of success and something that you can actually control. And again, while you can't control the results, um, you can always control the effort. And so that becomes um, the acid test on whether or not you were successful. Was I on purpose today? And so throughout the day, you want to remind yourself 
to make sure all of your decisions, all of your thoughts, all your actions are in alignment with your purpose. And when they are, that's when you experience the greatest joy, the greatest peace of mind, and the greatest success because you are truly um, experiencing peace of mind when you're living on purpose. Does that help? Wow. Yeah, that is that is good. I that, that's a that's a fabulous little list there. Okay, Tom. So you mentioned a couple times in this, you know, in the course of this conversation about people pleasing, and you have, you know, this has come up in terms of how do uh, like this impact or this stress or this anxiety that you are experiencing from trying to live up to other people's expectations versus what it sounds like the journey that you and Steve have come on is about finding a purpose that's powerful and important to you and then living towards that. Um, so did they happen sort of simultaneously? Like did you, did the people, the desire or the need to people please, did that sort of disappear as you clarified your purpose or did you have to let go of that first and then you were able to move into this or like, uh, you know, just kind of tell us about that a little bit. Sure. No, I think it's one of those things that's always there. Um, it's just a question of how I handle it. It's, uh, uh, I don't know if someday it will completely disappear all in or, you know, over the course of time it will, but it was more me just taking, being able to take a step back and recognize and realize what I'm doing when I'm doing it. And, you know, I do find that it happens less and less, and um, so maybe it will disappear. But over the course of, you know, really establishing one, you know, the purpose, and then two, uh, you know, recognizing things are going to work out the way they do that they're supposed to. Um, I can, you know, focus on my on my purpose, and I can really just dwell on it. Um, but again, in some stressful times and in situations, I do find myself slipping back into it, and it's just me being able to now creating my create an awareness that I can pull myself back out or get back to focus on what my purpose is or recognize that things are going to work out so that I don't get back into where I was, you know, a year and a half ago where I'm, you know, stressed out and feeling despair <laughs> to a certain extent. Uh-huh. And so having this, having this, having gone through this journey now and having clarity about that purpose and being focused on it every day and living in the direction of it, how, how big of a deal has that made to your life? Oh, it's huge. Um, again, not just personal, but professional, not just professional, but personal. Um, it's, you know, really helped me to, um, one, not sweat the small stuff and really focus on the bigger vision and the purpose in terms of what we're trying to accomplish, uh, which helps with developing and coaching salespeople, developing and coaching team members, uh, parenting, you know, relationships with my wife. I mean, it's all-encompassing, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, it's really provided a lot more satisfaction, um, less stress, and just overall more enjoyment. Uh, again, there, I'm not, it's not to say that it's all bliss all the time. I mean, there's definitely different instances where you still get frustrated or still get stressed and things of that nature, but being able to ground yourself or bring yourself back uh, when you are in the moment or recognize it is huge. So it's been great. Mm-hmm. So, Steve, let's flip roles for just a second. Um, and... I want to always hear, I'm always fascinated to hear about, you know, what we as coaches learn from our clients. And I think it's, it's fun. And it's one of the things I've always loved most about this business, you know, even though we're quote unquote, the consultants, how 
much. It's like we're the ones that are learning all all the time and basically just distilling that information down for people. But you know, when you when you think about your relationship here with Tom, the journey you guys have been on for now, you know, well over a year, what's what, what's the number one thing that you've learned from him? Just what it means to just really have unconditional love. And what I mean by that is Tom is always thinking about the other person. He's not thinking about, like, what's in it for me and what can I get out of this and why should I um, go to this meeting. He's just always thinking about serving and making a difference and impacting others. And I just think it's just um, it's tremendous. Um, it's... Uh, you know, it's it's really humility. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people look down on humility like as a sign of weakness, like a doormat to walk on. But the way I look at Tom, it's, it's, not, it's not about thinking less of yourself. It's just thinking about yourself less, if that makes sense. It's really his ability to subordinate his ego for the greater good of serving others. And so every time I get on the phone with Tom, you know, that's what he brings to the table, just how can I serve the team? How can I serve our clients? How can I serve our referral partners? And uh, it's just such a inspiration to kind of, um, you know, live up to that standard where you're just so um, others-focused and not self-centered. I mean, that itself, I think, is just um, tremendous. Biggest thing I've learned from Tom. Mm-hmm. And then, Tom, what do you think, my friend, if somebody is out there listening right now and they, when you described your situation about how you were feeling, they kind of, you know, like they said, oh, my gosh, he's talking about me. Like, that's exactly how I feel, right? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm completely overwhelmed. I'm, I'm, I'm stressed. I'm pulled in all these directions. I feel like I'm serving everybody as a master and I'm not live living up to meeting any of those expectations like what what advice or uh encouragement uh would you do i mean obviously obviously it sounds like your your work with us and coaching with steve has been powerful and um you know what else would you suggest for them yeah i mean first i guess patience it takes some time but at the end of the day um just understand and recognize that it will all work itself out. What you really need to focus is on your, whether you want to call it your passion or your purpose. What are you trying to do and where do you want to go? And everything else will take care of itself. And I know it sounds cliche and it's it's tough, but just it does. You know, it will work out, I promise you. You just got to make sure that you're fulfilling what your true passion or purpose is at the end of the day. And figuring that out if you haven't already, is in and of itself um, a game changer because it drives you every day. Well, well, guys, I uh, I really appreciate the time here, and this has been super helpful to just you know share hear your story about how you work together. And um, I think there's there's lots of people out there that are, are wondering about the same thing and how do they how do they find more purpose in what they're doing every day? And I think. This is not only encouraging but actionable in terms of what a purpose is and what it shouldn't be and, and what are the things you need to look out for on the way. So uh, thank you guys for doing the work that you're doing because it's, it's, it's impacting now lots and lots of people. Thank you. There is something magical about these life stories. There's, 
there's something powerful about not just hearing an idea or a practice or a principle or a concept, but hearing a story, a story of a real life person going through a real life struggle who implements something that creates a real life transformation. And that is you know, the biggest reason why we share these life stories. And it's it's powerful for me to watch also the dynamic, you know, between the coach and the, uh, you know, our client and, and, and to learn from both of them and how they interact. And that was so magical because I think that this struggle that Tom was talking about, this, this idea of how do I find my life's purpose? What really matters, right? Like at the end of my life, when I die, how will I be able to look back and say whether or not I was successful? How will I be able to measure the, the ability or the reality of of my ability to achieve what I wanted to, to have made sure that my life counted for something. And so many people struggle with that. I mean, I think that time management, call reluctance, um, those are probably the, the biggest things that, that people, you know, fear, which are, and, and they're all kind of connected. And really, they really are connected. And I think that the, this conversation about purpose is really important because if you get the purpose right, then so many other things are going to become clear in terms of how you should use your time and what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing, the, the kind of, you know, way you should operate just in your personal life, professionally, what kind of money you need to accomplish your purpose, et cetera, et cetera. And, and Steve Reiner on our team, I mean, he's the master, like just internally, you know, he's, we, he, he's known as like the original pioneer of the purpose and, and helping clients, you know, go through this process to discover. And since, of course, we have rolled that out across our whole, our whole team and platform because it's, it is such a big, big need. But when Tom was telling his story and then Steve chimed in and then I went back and listened and, 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 you know, was kind of putting this all together and thinking about how to frame it. The 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 big light bulb moment for me was actually when Steve was talking about the characteristics of a great purpose, and he he rattled off a few things, and I went back and listened to that several times actually because I was I was trying to capture the essence of of what he was saying because that, to me that that felt like the core like that felt like the essence Th- that was like the. The, the that was the principle, the part that we could sort of take out and digest for ourselves in our own lives that comes out of this story. And I think that comes out of the great work that these these two have done. And, you know, kudos to Tom and thank you for being so transparent because I think it opens the door for these kinds of big breakthroughs to happen for people. But I want to highlight these five characteristics of a great purpose. And I'm I'm doing my best here to 
to capture what Steve was saying, right? So these aren't really my ideas at all. These are the these are sort of the core things I think, the core concepts that that Steve captured and sort of reverse engineering it instead of saying, okay, let's teach a principle and then go how do we practice, you know, how do we apply that in life? In these episodes, these life stories, it's more like we hear the application of something and now let's reverse engineer that back into something that is valuables and practical that has take home value for, for you and for me and, and, and for everybody. And so I, I, I doing my best here to, to capture what Steve was talking about. So these are the five characteristics of a great purpose. I think that came out of that conversation. Number one is that it has to be useful. It has to be useful. And the, and Steve kept saying the word service and service-mindedness. And of course, we talk about that a lot on this podcast, servant selling. And, and it's hard to be nervous when your heart's on service. Those are core philosophies in our heart at Southwestern Consulting. And, you know, hint, that's the direction of our next book, just so you can... Uh, get ready for it. I've shared it a little bit here from time to time and, and we're, we're making moves there. But, um, the thing that I loved, and, and this could also be called sustainable, but I went with the word useful because I think one, I was looking for something that has an L as you'll see this, this list that we walked through of the consonants of the L, but is, um, it's of being of use to other people. That's what useful means. Not that your your purpose is sort of useful to yourself. It's that your purpose in life is connected to being useful for other people. It reminds me of the famous, I think it's I think it's Albert Einstein who said this, who said, you know, don't you know, if you want to be of value, try to, you know, try to first be of use or, or that that our value comes from being useful to other people. And what Steve said that was so cool was he said, if it's not based in service, in other words, if it's not useful, it's not sustainable. If your if your purpose is self-focused, if it's about achieving some accomplishment or some you know level of money or some result or some title or something like that, if it's if it's sort of self-focused, then it's not sustainable because the moment that you hit that it disappears. And, you know, it might be able to drive you to do something, but ultimately it's it's really not all that fulfilling because it's not it, it it runs out. Whereas if you compare that to being useful to other people, you never get there. You never are, you've never served people enough. There's no f- invisible finish line to that. So, and I think that was really the heart of what Steve was saying. And, and when he first, if you go all the way back to the beginning and you listen to when I asked him, what was your first impression of Tom? He said well, that Tom was incredibly humble and he was incredibly focused on serving other people. And that helped Steve sort of connect the dots to go, okay, here is a guy that is very focused on service. So why is he experiencing this stress? Why is he experiencing this anxiety, this frustration, this anger, this sadness, this pressure to please other people? Why is he feeling pressure to please other people when his natural state, when his natural default is to serve? And I think that is a part of what it sounds like of how Steve kind of cued in on this idea that it was really the, the, the purpose that was the missing piece here. The second characteristic is that it should be universal. Universal. It, it, in other words, it's not just geared towards work. And Steve kind of touched on this. It, it shouldn't just be towards your personal life or towards your professional life or towards your physical life or your spiritual life or your financial life, but it's, it's universal. It, it spans across 
the different areas of your life. And it is something that, as Steve mentioned, it has to be lived out in all your endeavors. It's part of what makes you you fearless because it's it is something that uh, it's just your life is dedicated in this one direction. Every part of your life is interconnected by this this purpose. And if you capture it in a purpose statement, it should be a statement that, you know, part of this is a litmus test. This is like a checklist here of going, okay, how do I know I've I've hit it? Like, how do I know I've crafted a, a statement that is going to work for me? Um, and that is going to apply to all these areas of my life. And if it's universal, if you can read the statement and go, yeah, you know, that applies to, that gives me direction into how I should lead my finances and how I should live spiritually and how I should live certainly professionally and certainly personally and, you know, maritally and with your other relationships. And um, if it, if it is something is sort of ubiquitous across all these areas of your life, it's universal, then that is that is one of the key characteristics. The third one is that it's aspirational. It's aspirational. And Steve, I think, really hit the nail on the head. He said this so succinctly. He said it's it it describes the person you want to be in the in the impact you desire to have. And that is what aspirational is all about. It's describing the person you want to be and the impact that you desire to have. Notice that it's not about a result that you want to achieve, right? It's not like a status that you want to acquire. It's about the person you want to be and the impact that you desire to have. Aspirational. Number four, it's formidable. Formidable. And so, it, in other words, it's challenging. It's, it's worthy of respect. It causes you to push and grow. It's a... It's not something that you are today because it's aspirational, but it's also, it's such a big deal. It's, it's so meaningful. It matters so much that it's, it's a challenge. It's a, it is, it's a gauntlet. It's a, you know, it's, you know, it's a battlefield that you have to go through. It's, it's a, a pursuit that you have to you know, go after and it's formidable. It is something that you are not yet. But it is, it is, if you overcome, it will, you know, part of becoming who you want to be will require you to overcome, to rise above, to conquer, to, to complete, to transform. So your purpose is formidable in that the way that it gives you a lot to live up to. It's a, it's a challenge. And I thought that was just so powerful. And then lastly, it's controllable. It's controllable. And this one to me was the shocker. This was the biggest surprise. And I got a lot of clarity though, because Steve sort of tied together how, you know, when Tom first comes in in the story and we learn about what he's struggling with there, he talks about how... um, you know, he 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 kind of feels like he's out of he like has this loss of control, and it's ironic because it's it's out of a sense of trying to control everything and trying to make everything work that is creating this stress and making him feel out of control. And Steve highlighted that the reason he felt out of control is because he was focusing on on all of these results, even people pleasing in and of itself is an uncontrollable output. 
because you cannot control what other people think about you. You can't. You can influence it, perhaps, right? But you can't control it. And so, if that is the end pursuit, you're pursuing something that is is out. You know, it's impossible to achieve. If maybe it's not impossible to achieve, but it's it's not something that's inside of your control. And that is a very hopeless place to operate. But. What Steve is saying is he's saying, you know, even though your purpose is aspirational, it's not who you, you know, it's it's something you want to be and it's formidable, it's challenging, but it is controllable. It's it's in the way that it's up to your behaviors and your intentions and your actions and the way that you live every single day that makes that 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 makes it controllable. It's not dependent or reliant upon any other person or any other set of circumstances. You're living in a way um, that is uh, in, in terms of who you are being. And if you are being that person, then you are accomplishing your purpose. As Steve said, at the end of the day, you're able to ask yourself the question, did I live on purpose? In other words, did I live in alignment with my purpose? And that is tremendously powerful, right? So there you have the five characteristics of a great purpose, useful, universal, aspirational, formidable, and controllable. And what a great feeling to do the work here. And I I do want to invite you to you know, request a a call with one of our coaches. Like we're, this is what we do, right? Um, And I want to invite you to, to do that because this is hard work, but it's important work because imagine if you had this, imagine if you had crystal clear clarity about what the purpose of your life is, about how you're supposed to use your time. Um, and every single day you could wake up on fire. Every single day you woke up with clarity and and inspiration because you would have control and you would know that this is who I'm supposed to be. This is how I'm supposed to live. This is what I am supposed to do. That is what it looks like to be on purpose. And if you figure out the why, you will figure out the how. And in in the clarity of your purpose is the absence of your fear. Well, that about wraps up the Action Catalyst podcast for this week. If you haven't yet, please log in to whatever your favorite medium is to listen to the show and both rate this podcast and leave a comment as that helps new prospective listeners determine if the show's really a good fit for them. If you enjoy this podcast, please make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and screenshot this episode to share with your friends on social media. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Action Catalyst and subscribe to our video podcast on YouTube. Thanks for listening.